Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hi. Hey, Rob. How has it been three weeks already? How did that happen? Uh, we're busy. We are busy. <laughs> we're busy and important. Yeah, really, though. I've never felt so busy my entire life. Or so happy, so that's good. That's good. Yeah. I like, I'm still doing Capture um, and with Steven's company, and I'm loving it. I love the people I work with. I love the area I'm working, and it's just been really, it's like, I'm sorry, I just jumped right into me. No, 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 I'm happy to hear it. I just want to jump into me. (laughs) And um, yeah, um, I have no complaints. Next, you know, there's a spinoff podcast, Jumping Into Me, (laughs) with Satine. With Satine, and only the Satine. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, um, it's just been a really good experience, and I'm having fun, and the group is great, and um, I have no complaints. I saw Aquaman. Oh. (laughs) Did you have any complaints about Aquaman? Um, Aquaman was great, actually. I I thought it's cheesy. Which is fine because it's Jason Momoa, and we knew he was cheesy. Um, it's beautiful to look at. The soundtrack is amazing. That Welcome to Atlantis little um, score. Oh my god, I had to Spotify that real fast. Uh, I know you talked about Aquaman. I everybody told me Nicole Kidman wasn't in it that much. She's in it more than I suspected. Mm. So that's good. And I don't know. It's how, like, how do I explain anything that's new? I don't know. So, okay. Did you notice that there was an abundance of scenes that were interrupted because a wall blew open to oh the side God. of them? Yes. Yes. There was the fact three, that almost like three, three in a row. Yeah. There's three of them. In the first like hour, maybe 45 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. And I did catch that. When the second I'm one happened, brought that yeah, up. When the second one happened, Todd and I both sort of like looked at each other and we're like, that happened before, right? Yeah. Like we, you're not, we're not crazy. Then when the third one happened, we just started yeah. laughing. First in the lighthouse, then in the submarine, then in the Un- Italian villa. No, there's like an underwater while they're like having a conversation. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in, it's like the debate uh, room in kind the of bubble. Thing. Yes, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like blasting from the side. And there was another one too. <laughs> was there four? There, there's definitely three. There could have been four. I think there was the, one more. Because there's a guaranteed three, and I think at that point I might have just like my brain turned off. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny because I caught that too. Yeah, it's hilarious. It, it was a, it was a bit much. It's like other the, than it's the only trick they had up their sleeve. Other than the repetition of blowing up walls, <laughs> I thought it was good um it was fun i felt black manta was a little bit eh, whatever like the father-son story that happened it was cute but a little unnecessary for me the the way it panned out um he i personally i don't think he's a strong enough villain to fight aquaman i mean aquaman can go up against superman how is the fucking metal Black Manta gonna do anything against him. So uh, we'll see what happens if he comes back. I don't know. I guess you'll have to watch the movie. And um, yeah, so Aquaman, great. What else we have to? Oh, I also wanted to say before I keep going. Yes. Is there is a giant beast in Aquaman. I'm not gonna give anything away. But it actually talks to Aquaman. And I was thinking, 
this hasn't really happened since like Neverending Story, <laughs> where the hero can actually talk to a huge monster. And yeah. I love it. The movie is super cute. It was fun. Yeah. So I was having a moment with that. Um, and I also saw The Apostle on Netflix. Oh, how it's is terrifying. that? I really want to see that. It's so good. Because like I like that director. Uh, I don't. Oh, the director is. He directed The Raid, didn't he? Is that Gareth Evans? Um, I have it right here. Yes, Gareth Evans. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, because I was just literally like going through my Netflix list recently, being like, "Oh wow, I keep adding shit here, and I never look at it." I was like, "What? What's on?" I was like, "Oh fuck, we, we totally added that with the intention of watching it, and we never did." Instead, we watched the Ritual. Oh, I I do like the Ritual, but and, I told you to watch. Yeah, that. and then there was another movie that I think was like similar in name that we were like, "Oh, we should watch that too," and yes. we watched that instead. It's called I know what you're talking about, and it has a similar theme as well. Yeah. Oh man, I can't remember what it was now, but like, yeah, there was like another one, and we watched that too. Uh, but like, it's funny. I realized we need to watch yeah. that. Sorry, continue. What? Oh, how was it? So the apostles also finds with Dan Stevens, who was the Beast in Beauty and the Beast, and he was. Um, cousin Michael in Downton Abbey. Oh, I love him. And he was the guest in The Guest. Oh, see, you know more than I do. That, that was like the only thing I'd ever seen him in. Oh, you never saw Downton Abbey? No, Todd watched it. And it was hilarious Ooh, because you're while- You're going to miss out on the movie. Well, like while we were, I was like, because I feel like I should watch it. And I'm kind of curious about the movie. My sister was watching it, I guess, at the same time that Todd was, but they weren't talking about it. Mm. And but it was hilarious because, because it's inappropriate to talk about things that are <laughs> Well and it was so funny because like, you know, uh Todd would come out of the bedroom to the living room and he'd be like, Oh, what's happening? And I was like, So and so just got hacked in half by a chainsaw. Like I mean I don't even remember what I was watching. It might have been like Ash versus I think you brought this up. Like, yeah, Ash and the Evil Dad. But it was like very much like just broy shit. And he'd be like well, well, yeah, like <laughs> Lady Mary. <laughs> let me tell you, they're teaching someone, a woman, how to drive. That is the scandal. And I was like, excuse me? Like, what was I watching at the time? Oh, oh, I was watching The Killing. And so I, I was like, there was like this new thing of like, well, they found the body in the trunk. And Todd's like, they're teaching a woman to drive. <laughs> Libations with citrus? <laughs> how absurd. Scandal. Scandal. <laughs> so yes, uh, he was channeling his inner dowager countess. And I was watching like a drug addled detective try to solve a mystery. That is so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? Ooh. You are missing out. BTW. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I hear it's really good, actually, um, and I'm definitely curious. I was just in a different place at the time when Todd was watching it. It's okay. You don't even like period anything. I typically don't, although I loved The Favorite. Oh. Like, how well, did that yeah. happen? How did although, that happen? there is a period thing that I will talk about later that uh, is a thing that I very much enjoyed recently. Ooh, I can't wait to hear it. But let's first talk about The Apostle, okay, which yes. is also a period thing. Oh, oh man. Um, so basically Dan Stevens, he plays this guy named Thomas and this group of cultists have abducted his sister and they want money. Um, so he goes and tries to save her and that's kind of like the whole theme of the thing. The guy is trying to save his sister from these cultists who inhabit an island in the middle of nowhere. And... So he gets on the island, and he's like, something's not right about this place. Something's weird. Something's different. And there's a whole era of, like, um, fantastic... It's almost like Guillermo del Toro made a, an actual horror film, mm-hmm. rather than a, oh, I made a fantasy film with some horror elements. Yeah. yeah. I made a romance story with ghosts. Yes. 
it's so it's more of a horror movie with fantastical elements. Mm. And so I thought that was intriguing. Um, it's gruesome. It looks gruesome. It's yeah. And um, there is one fight scene in it that I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I love stuff like the um, hostel and all that. So if I like get queasy, you know, it's kind of grody. Yikes. So. Um, so, yeah, I think you should watch it. And um, uh, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> nice. I hope that was a good enough review to make you want to up your broomstick and fly to your couch it, it was actually it was, it was a really nice little reminder especially after me digging through my queue yesterday yeah. to realize like i really should watch that yeah so i should we should make that a priority because yeah todd and i we've watched a lot yeah recently is there more stuff happening in your life well i did text travis i said have you seen the apostle and he's like you mean the movie with dan stevens where he goes to the island i was like that one so, he's like oh yeah so that's a yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We got that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What about you? What's uh, That's all I've been up to. Uh, well, so I was trying to you? think, like, what has been happening uh, in my life. Um, I mean, yeah, like I was, I told you off, the, like, before we started recording, I went to the dermatologist for the first time ever, finally had some moles looked at. Oh, that's good. Yeah, everything's fine. Good, yeah. They, like, there was, like, a blood vessel thing they removed or something, but, like, uh, so... But yeah, nice. everything's fine. Sweet. So that was kind of nice because yeah, it was like laser it. Uh, they did, I believe. Um, but yeah, like Todd was like, you have to. He's like, you have to go and have the thing. Look at the thing on the top of your head and all that. Like, he's like every he, every couple of weeks he'd remind me, and I like the guy looked and he was instantly he was like, yep, that's a blub 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 type of mole, no big deal. Like he was just like this, like ah, boring. You're yeah. boring. Um, anyway, so that was nice. That's good. Yeah. I'd rather be boring than interesting. <laughs> oh my god, please, yes. Let me be as boring as possible. Yes. Um, but Todd and I have been watching so much stuff. Like, it's crazy. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I left some stuff off here, too. But, um, yeah, like, in theaters, we saw Once Upon a Time. Well, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, Zoe, how was it? Uh, Todd loved it. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, like, it's not my favorite Tarantino. It's certainly not my least favorite um but it just i don't know i still don't really understand what exactly it was doing yeah i hear mixed reviews some people say it's their favorite some people say it's their least favorite because like for being like you know long it's like two and a half hours it blows by like it's it felt like an hour and a half which is great he has a gift of doing that but like i don't know i just didn't really like love the movie but it's you know fine good performances um there's a lot of really cool elements um and then last night, Todd and I saw Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. <gasps> That's out? Yeah, oh, it yeah, came out on August. Friday. Yeah. I want to see that. Well, Terrifying? It's, like, it's a PG-13 horror film. Oh, so, so it's like kitty. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's actually, I was surprised how sort of gruesome and um and kind of, like, legit creepy it was at times. Um, It's, like, what we saw, it was loud, which that certainly helped. Um, but yeah, it was it was fine. Um, it was okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't but know. It was scary. It at a few, there were a few times that were actually like very very spoopy. Um, but you know, yeah, it's a it's a PG thirteen horror film, so uh, your mileage may vary. But it was there's some cool designs and some really cool stuff going on in there. Um, yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, it was a fine way to spend two hours. Good. And then um on the TV front, or I guess at home rather. Uh, so well, like, there's been so much TV happening. Um, I watched all of Dear White People season three. Very good. So, um, 
That was a bummer. Not as good as season one or two. I'm sorry, Rob. It's okay. It's a bummer. It's like, it's weird. Like this season, it's like they're acting like they're on a TV show. Oh. Well, like the previous ones were like, these are people who actually just happen to have lives that are worth watching. And now this new one is just like, well, I'm a quirky character. So I'm about to do something quirky because that's what my character is meant to do. And I'm just like, this show's got weird now. And they make the, during the premiere of season three, they make the same joke twice. When someone's like, you're doing this thing that's completely uncharacteristic for your, you know, your character type. You, you don't have to do anything I know you to do. And someone says, hey, got to keep people guessing. Yeah, it's like the third season of a Netflix show. Like, Multiple times they make the joke about it being the third season of a Netflix show, which I'm fine for self-aware like humor once. when you do it really well. When it's the Muppets, it's fine. Or but it's like, yeah, and if you, <laughs> when it's two white people, no thanks. Yeah, and it's a bummer because I really like that show, but like this season didn't do it for me. So I kind of hope season four like comes back for a season four that's really good and then they end it. Yeah. Or maybe it's time to end it. I don't know. I'm Ooh, bummed. That's a harsh criticism. I'm bummed. It was a bummer. Um, But like, you know, I have hope for the future because I really do like that series. Yeah. Um. Todd and I watched both of The Things. Oh, gosh. Do you know how many times that movie has been brought up this past week? What? Really? From, like, four different people. Really? Well, it's, like, I only... I forgot why. Um, oh, John uh, from work, friend John, was um, telling me that, like, he and Ben wanted to watch it. And they asked if I had it, and I was like, no. But I feel like I should. And so I, I grabbed both of them. And so You're I, like, which one do I buy? <laughs> well, and so I bought both. <laughs> and um, it's funny because I'd only seen the 1982 version. I'd never seen the 2011 or 2012 or whenever the last one came out. I never saw that version. Oh, I hadn't seen it either. Or I still haven't. It's not bad, actually. It's it's kind of fun. Um, And yes, like, then it became this thing of like, oh, well, what do we watch first? We watch the 82 version or the prequel first. And so that's what we did. This thing about the thing about the right? thing. Because Todd had never seen even the original. So um, we watched the original. Super fun, as always. And then, um, yeah, we watched the prequel, um, like, the next day, I think. Which was fun. So that was like a little mini horror nice. franchise watch through. Yeah. I didn't even know that the thing was, or the new one was a prequel. I thought it was just a remake. No, it's a prequel. I didn't, I, well, I know that now. Yeah. Not because of you, but because of earlier today, somebody said the same thing. I am living, <laughs> yeah. What is it called? Uh, Deja vu. Deja vu. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, impromptu? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm living impromptu. Um, and what, what else? Oh, uh, Todd and I watched uh, the movie Long Shot with Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. I don't know. Yet. She plays a uh, long shot presidential candidate um, who's stunningly beautiful and, you know, Charlize Theron. And um, Seth Rogen plays uh, a, like, writer who um, gets brought on to be her speechwriter. And they have, you know, a romantic thing it's a romantic comedy she would never be with seth rogan hey he's adorable he's gross oh see like, <laughs> that's funny because like someone i know actually tweeted like hey can we stop like casting seth rogan as like the guy who's like unfuckable i know many people who find him quite fetching i think he's i think he's kind of handsome and he's kind of sweet oh, he I looks him. literally like a muppet oh, come to life i love seth rogan i think he's adorable he's a winner in my book um anyway the movie was super fun 
Okay. You're shallow, whatever, it's fine. I'm not shallow. I mm-hmm. just find him super annoying. Well that no, and that that's totally fair if you find him annoying. Yeah. Um, but like you Which know. make I can't fuck somebody who's annoying. I'd be so upset. <laughs> Have you seen the movie This myself. Is the End? No. Oh, he's in that. And at one point, like, they all start complimenting each other. And someone goes, like, oh, I think I really like your laugh. Like, I think it's really, you know, good. And he's like, and and his response is like, really? I always hear it's really annoying. (laughs) Like, actually, they made a joke even where he's playing himself knowing that he has an annoying laugh. Which I think his laugh is, like, the cutest thing ever. He does have an annoying laugh. I saw, uh, what was that movie where it was, like, One Night Stand? Knocked Up. Ugh, I hated that movie. Well, I didn't like that movie either, but also I hate Katherine Heigl, so it's hard for me to really tolerate her. Okay. Well, both of the, I don't like her either, and I don't like him, so well, can you imagine me watching that movie? Well, also, I have problems with Judd Apatow movies being like 45 minutes too long. Ah. They're always like two and a half hours long. Why is a comedy that long? Yeah. There's no reason. 90 minutes. Right? Done. Yeah, 90 minutes in and out. Like, if you can't make me laugh and also hopefully make me feel something, you missed your boat. Just make me laugh. Yeah. Like, just, you know, do your thing. Totally. Um, so what else do we watch? Oh, uh, we watched Shazam. Did we talk about this last time? Ew. No, I haven't seen it. It's so cute. Wait, oh, Shazam. Shazam. Oh, no, I want to see Shazam. I was thinking of... What's the one with Shaquille O'Neal? Kazam? Kazam. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, now I'm on board. Okay, yeah, Continue. we saw Shazam, which was so good, by the way. Like, seriously, it's it's really fun. Um, Todd thinks it might be one of his favorite superhero movies that isn't, like, Spider-Man. Um, That's awesome. It's really, it's really, really fun. Um, Todd also, like, loves that kid from It. Who's in it? Uh-huh. Um, and he's super funny. Um, in in Shazam, but yeah, Shazam is like really fun. Um, yeah, I want to see that. Wasn't expecting it, and like even like it, the sort of like you know the heart that it has doesn't feel like forced or shitty. I was actually really like kind of totally digging it. It was awesome. Um, I feel like DC has done a three sixty with their last three films. Well, I think they've recognized that they need to make movies that work like on their own and like really do. Cause they even said like, we're not building like a DC extended universe anymore. They're like, we're not making them so they work together anymore. We're just making movies that like are watchable. And I think that was important. I think Shazam was a little bit of like levity. Because, like, DC's always been so fucking doom and gloom and serious. And then their jokes are so doom and gloom. Right? And so, like, and yeah, when they do make, a, like, a, a gag, it's, like, Suicide Squad instead of Deadpool. Like, Deadpool's oh, fun. Why did you bring up Suicide Squad? And Suicide Squad, Squad was just so, like, ah. But, you know. Um, I don't how, know. How they got the green light for a sequel, I will never understand but like it does seem like dc's turning it around i'm looking forward to the stuff they're up to next like joker looks fucking cool oh yeah that looks really like good. oh my god that looks like a drama yeah for your mom which i'm excited yeah um all right so we watched yeah shazam dc's done it again awesome it was great um uh we also watched detective pikachu oh cute it was super cute um definitely feels like a movie that's kind of rated PG. Like, we forgot, oh, yeah, this is meant for everybody. Like, when someone, like, sees a note and they read it out loud in its entirety, it's like, oh, yes, a lot of your viewers can't really read quite well. So, <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I mean, they're 13 and under. Yeah. 
Um, and Rob. But like seriously, like <laughs> I don't know that much about Pokemon, but like the way that they integrated them into the city and stuff, there's some really cool stuff. Like, oh, it's, it's not just Pikachu. No, it's like um, the the movie takes place mostly in Rhyme City, which is like a city where Pokemon are not kept in balls. They're not battled. Like they just live out oh in the city. Oh my gosh, I'm picturing Avenue Q. I've never seen Avenue Q, but I don't think it's nearly as dirty as that. Oh. Um, but like, it is a thing where like, you know, and you see Pokemon have been, they, they use whatever like kind of stuff that they would do and found, found like a role for them. So let's say like Squirtle is part of the fire department. Squirtle would um, sing the song from Avenue Q, the internet is for porn. Oh, well, everyone sings that, don't they? Yes. But Squirtle is just the perfect name to okay. sing that song. All right, then. Continue. But it's like Squirtle works with, like, the fire department. Yes. Um, And so it's it's that sort of stuff where, like, you know, they find the right... Like, there's a, one Pokemon called Loudrin, I think it's called. I don't even know. It looks almost like the guy from Ariel Monsters that's holding his own eyes, except um, instead of his hands being above his head, he has, like, these sort of ears that are speakers. And so, like, whenever there's, like, a loudspeaker situation, like, it's them. Oh, it's he like, he would sing from Avenue Q. What would I do with a BA in English? All right then. Okay. Yeah. Because he's just hip hop a do. Yeah. So movie was super cute though. Um. Yeah. It's like it was. It was fun. It was definitely a Pokemon movie. I didn't realize how much of a Pokemon movie it was going to be. Like it started with a scene that was like more about Mewtwo than anything else, and I was like, oh yeah. For some reason, I thought this was just like a detective movie where it happened to be the guy's partner was Pikachu. Yeah, I thought that's what it was about. And no, it's 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 a Pokemon movie, kind of. Like they didn't add, uh, they didn't market it like that. I think that's to its their benefit, actually. Like when it started, I was like, oh no, Todd's gonna hate this. But the movie's actually really fun, and luckily he didn't hate it, so that was fun. Um, my important question though about the film is: Is Jigglypuff in it? Jigglypuff is in it. <gasps> Several times. Oh my god. She's my favorite. Jigglypuff. She's in there a few times. I love her. Okay, good. I'll watch it just for her. <laughs> it's fun. Um, and then um, only three other things. Like, sorry, we watched so much stuff, but there's so much Jeez, to talk about. We only three weeks worth of stuff. We finished Euphoria season one. Oh, Steven just finished season one also. So good. I walked in on him watching it, and he's like, you can't be in here. I was like, why? He, and he was like, because... You're going to see what happens in Euphoria. And I'm like, I won't remember any of this. It's so good. And you should watch. It's really good. I'm actually really curious what you will think of the uh, the trans storyline. Because mm. I'm actually just kind of just curious. I'm sure good. Well, because I mean, I know that like, there was actually a really great interview with um, Hunter. Is that her name? Hunter, yeah. Um, where like they interviewed her about sort of like the what, what the show is doing and how she's getting to help tell the trans story and how she's sort of become more of like a someone that people look to for you know for like uh, the trans experience yeah and she's like and that's awesome i'm happy to get the stories out she was like but i also like it is amazing she recognized she was like i recognize i come from a place of convenience and that or privilege and that like i pass i'm white i'm skinny i'm pretty like she was just like i i get it like and hopefully i'll be the beginning of everyone's stories being able to be told instead of just like so it was actually kind of great that she recognized that a euphoria is doing really cool like stuff yeah for trans stories and she recognizes like that her getting to contribute to that is awesome but she needs to be the person that like sort of holds the door open and helps people through instead of being like cool i'm famous peace out fuck you guys like yeah. I don't know, it, was, it was a cool interview to see that's good 
Yeah. I so, like that. Yeah, I mean, she was a model before, I think. She, yeah, I think she still models. Or probably still does, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, really cool show. Season one was awesome. All right, I'm going to have to watch it. And then Just one more thing. Right? Uh, what? Had we talked about the show years and years last time? We did. Oh, my God. Well, So Todd and I finished that show. I hear it's heavy. It is. The last two episodes, it actually kind of became a TV show, which was kind of nice. It was a bit of a reprieve. The okay. first four episodes are just, oh, man, they're upsetting. Yeah. They're a little There's too- only six episodes, right? Six, yeah. yeah. They're a little too real at times. And then, like, the last two are like, okay, we've gone a little bit past reality, but also it's still awful and kind of happening. Uh, it's it's it, But it's such good TV. That's how I feel about the game I'm going to talk about when we get to the games. Oh, man. Well, and then the last thing, the period thing that that Todd and I watched, we watched. Have you ever heard of a TV show called The Terror? Sounds familiar. It's pretty cool. Um, So it's based on the the real life story of, um, oh, my God, I can't think of his name. Like, ah, Franklin's, I think, Lost Passage to the North. I think is what it's based on. I'm looking at it. I think it's Franklin. Okay. And so anyway, um, like, uh, they were trying to do like the Northwest Passage, and uh, it's in like the yes, Captain, uh, yeah, Captain Sir John Franklin's lost expedition of the HMS Erebus. Got it. So the Erebus and the Terror, um, both set off from London. And the Terror. Yeah, to go uh, figure out the Northwest Passage. And um, they both get, they both go lost in like 1848, and so this is based on the true story of Erebus and Terror uh, getting locked into a mass of ice, and what happened because all 129 crew members, including all the captains, were lost, and um, they've since recovered the boats of Erebus and Terror. Like, Erebus was found in 2014, I think, and Terror was found two years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still, like, kind of looking in the wreckage. But um, this is a, a show, uh, it was an AMC show, that, like, kind of takes that sort of historical thing, some historical elements, also adds a little bit of supernatural to it to make a really fun 10-episode horror series. Mm. Um, and um, season two of The Terror, uh, it's called The Terror Infamy, um, premieres tonight that we are actually recording so two days ago for when this episode comes out and it is about japanese concentration camps in world war ii and it looks that is terrifying and george takei is in it oh i love him when he was actually in a he was in a camp oh yeah as a youth so i forgot about that yeah um but yeah i'm really 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 excited about the show it sounds so cool and um it looks super scary this season um but yeah like the the first season was really cool yeah, I have to check that out. What is it on? Uh, streaming on Hulu or... Uh, I have Hulu. We have the discs as well. I have Hulu. Okay. Cool. Oh! If you want to borrow more discs, you can. I'll stick to Hulu. <laughs> I also have... I'll de- probably forget about it. I also it. have Detective Pikachu and Shazam. Oh, I need Shazam for show. And <laughs> Detective Pikachu for show. <laughs> All right, cool. So um, that's what I've been up to. Like, this is a long one, but we haven't spoken in forever. I know. Right, I know. <laughs> well, ready to play what we're playing and play what yeah. we're saying and say what we're playing? What you playing? Um, I finished probably the most... <laughs> I cried the entire game. Detroit Become Human. First you run finished through. finished it? I finished my first run. 
I feel like we are allowed to talk about how this shit ends. Well, because nobody will get the same ending. Well, and also, ever. it's impossible. The game's been out for like a year. We, I think we can talk about it. Yeah. Um. So, I started the game a while ago, um, and I wanted to get back into it, and then I was like, well... I will eventually, but I was kind of on an Overwatch kick, and it was hard to kick that. But at work, somebody had just said they just finished Detroit Become Human, and it was somebody who is kind of cold. Like, I don't know them personally, but they, they feel like a cold person. And they said that this game actually made them feel something and actually made them think about things differently and um i was like well if he he seems like the kind of person who would only want to play like you know shoot him ups and things like that so Mm -hmm. i was like well i gotta finish it because i loved what i was playing and i got to a point where it was very dramatic and i was like well i'll continue when i'm ready so i was like i'm ready jump back in I'm not ready. I'm still not ready. It's terrifying. <laughs> and the the worst part is it's just so real. Like, yes, you're playing in a bunch of AIs. Yes. But what they go through is what is happening right now in our world, in the U.S. Yeah. With immigration, with... um inequality with uh with just disenfranchised people with even like the class struggle class struggle um it was really terrifying and it's terrifying because in this game you play the role of four different characters yeah you play marcus you play uh the girl who is cara cara you play the detective. Detective. Or the, you know, detective bot. Uh, which, Connor. Connor, thank you. And you put... Is it just the three of them? Is there a fourth character? Oh, you know what, you're right. You just, you do lose Marcus at some point, but you get him back, right? Yeah. Oh, I lost him. I don't know if you lost well, him. Uh, like midway through? Yeah. So, um... Anyway, you're playing these roles where everybody... Where one of them's hunting the other two that you're playing as. And so you don't want to do things as Connor, the detective, because you don't want to hurt the two other storylines because you're playing these people who are trying to run away from people or like who are like Connor, who are trying to like put them in captivity or like break them down or like um, just destroy them because they are called deviants and they're not working the way they're supposed to. Anyway, so it's this whole story about um, finding a voice. It's a story about building a community. It's a story about finding people like yourself who um, understand you and accept you and are trying to help you out of your situation. And it's just a lot of bullshit, honestly. You go through a lot of fucking bullshit in this game. Two, in my case... Just have more bullshit happen to you. And it never ended happily. It ended happily, but not in a way that was happy. I don't know. I mean, you well, said we can talk about it. So I only had one survivor. Okay. 
and it was my little girl. Oh. None of my characters survived. Wow. Okay. And it was traumatizing. I sacrificed every one of my characters for a good cause. And the most traumatizing thing is it made no difference because everything that I thought I was hoping to stop by making a stance, it did nothing. People are fucking assholes. Yeah. So forgive the honking. Braddock has kennel cough. Oh, Braddock. My baby. baby. So, yeah, all these decisions I made to, like, sacrifice myself for the greater good, bullshit. People will kill you anyway. I just want you to know that. Don't sacrifice yourself because people will kill you anyway. I didn't have that experience. (laughs) No? No. That's good because mine was awful. Because, like, in mine, um, I think all of my people made it. Although Connor died several times throughout the adventure. Um, cause, uh, I kept pissing off Hank. Is that his partner? Yeah, Hank. I kept pissing off Hank <laughs> and Hank actually, I think killed me twice. No, I saved Hank twice. Well, I think Hank killed me twice and then Hank killed himself at the end of my game. Oh, and see, I so... sacrificed Hank to touch the other robots to get inside their memory yeah, Hank... in order to start a revolution, Hank... which worked. Hank, I believe shot himself at his kitchen table. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Hank killed himself in my game, but, um, Kara made it along with the little girl. Uh, I sacrificed Kara at the gates uh, of Canada. My guy, the um, the broken uh, tour guide from the like pirate theme park. Yeah, he sacrificed himself so we could get through. Oh my god! Um, I didn't even have that option. Yeah, he, we took him along for the ride the with Josh's us. Joshes, yeah, something like or that. something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he he sacrificed himself so we could all get through. And then my Marcus was a pacifist to the very end. He never did anything to anyone. Um, he just stood up for what was right and he would protest, but he never actually hurt anyone. Mine didn't either, but I was shot the fuck up and oh, really? killed. Well, it's like my guy gets as a martyr because he gets ripped apart. My guy got ripped apart early, and then he had to rebuild himself. Well, yeah, and then through he, the junkyard. But yeah, like he's got to serve. He at the very end, like. It, he he did he pulled it off my guy did the the right movement so after that really touching scene about the march where you grab people to march with you did you have that i think so yeah it's part of the game i yeah. think everybody goes through it um at the end when you face the police standoff i stood up oh thank you braddock for all over my feet all over my feet sorry <laughs> um and i stood up and I took a stand. They shot me the fuck down. Oh, Jesus. And so everybody else scattered. And during the revolution scene at the end, when you're playing the other characters in the show North, and she takes over the revolution in my game, she took over. She was killed the fuck down, too. Well, it's, I do think at the beginning of each chapter, they do talk about like the public reception yeah. of... Androids. My public reception was really high. But, like, also, like the relationship with, I guess, law enforcement or whatever. And like mine was always pretty good. For being protesty. Uh, I don't know about my relationship with law enforcement, but my public perception was high. Mm. So I was like, well, if I make a stand, they're going to see that we're pacifists. And they're going to be like, well, we fucked up. No. No, they're going to kill you. At that point, they started rounding us up and killing us in groups. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because I know a lot of people um, lose Kara in the camps. Um, I didn't lose her. I lost her at the gate. Yeah, it's because higher. they were checking my body temperature. Well, it's like, and I guess some people like you're like, yeah, they actually end up taking her to a concentration camp, which oh that's gosh. a thing that can happen to her, which I never had that happen, at least. Because, yeah, the biggest thing for me was just getting across the border. 
Yeah, so I got to the border with my girl, and... Um, oh, how about that bus ticket decision? Oh, my God. I took the ticket. I think she I did, too. No, I think... I, I don't remember. I was torn the fuck up, though. I was like, I feel so bad for this family, but I really have to get to Canada. <laughs> yeah, I think I took it. I think. Um... Yeah, and so I got to that damn, I got to the the Canada border, and they were doing the body temperature checks, and Cara, she just, tears are in her eyes, and my decision was to basically, um, yeah, I had to give myself up in order to save the little girl, and she would go in with Alice, and I was like, well, either that or we'd both go up together. Those are my only two decisions. And I was like, well, obviously, unless something crazy happens, like, we're going to both die. Yeah. So I sacrificed myself, and uh, I forget the little girl's name. The little girl is Alice. Oh, then what's the um the woman helping you cross the border? I don't remember her name. She, I left her with her at the border, and... <laughs> Oh my god, it was so sad. <laughs> um, I can't believe they just shot me right there on the spot in front of all those people. That's crazy. In front of all those people. They just let me have it and then just went about their business like I meant nothing. Crazy. So sad. I'm glad you finally played through it. Um, so, when you play the game, there are 150,000 different tree branches you can go, so... I'm giving you, like, my ending. Yours will be, listener, hashtag listener, will be completely different because this game has so many outcomes that I could tell you, like, ten different endings and you would never get any so of There's those. so many variants of everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah. By the way, running through that mansion with that maniac after you, that was terrifying. <laughs> Who's trying, remember? No. When you meet um the big guy. As who? Oh, sorry, as Kara. With the little girl. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I was like, oh, Phantasmagoria, Phantasmagoria. <laughs> run, 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 run. Hide, run. Oh, man. Burn the house down. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'm trying to, like, so um, what I've been playing. Or is there anything else you've been playing? Nope, that's all. Go. Um, I played a little bit of Super Castlevania on the Switch on the Castlevania anthology. Fancy. Man, game's so good. Um, and, yeah, um, that game is great. right now I'm playing some Yakuza zero. Now that I finished judgment, um, I started that, which so I'm like 20 hours in already. It's pretty good. Jeez. And he plays two characters. I didn't realize that it's, it's pretty good. I, I'm really enjoying it actually. Hmm. Um, and then I also finished game number 15 for the year, which, uh, was Assassin's Creed Odyssey's last bit of DLC, the fate of Atlantis part three. Nice. Yeah. Which was, you know. Cool. It was like more Assassin's Creed, but like the level design is fucking crazy because you're in Atlantis now. And so yeah. Oh, I saw pictures. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It was really cool. Um, that was fun. I bought Young Bloods, but haven't played it yet. Oh. Just sitting on top of my Entertainment Center. I I worked a little bit on that either. I remember. Yeah. Because yeah, like uh, John and I want to play that. Yeah. Um. And then um, other little news like that's all I've been playing, but yeah, on PS Plus this month. Wipeout Omega Collection and Sniper Elite 4. And then on Xbox Live Gold, Gears of War 4 and Forza Motorsport 6. 
Nice. There you have it. Also, the board game Pandemic recently came to Game Pass. Oh, cool. So, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know it, but that's awesome. I hear it's real good. Yeah. We'll have to have another game night. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, but can we play um, The House on Haunted Hill again? The Betrayal House on the Hill? I love it so much. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's all I'm playing. Is it time for us to learn? It's time for the word of the week, Rob. Oh, shit. Let's learn. And the word of the week is cat's paw. Cat's paw is like C-A-T-S-P-A-W? It's C-A-T apostrophe S hyphen P-A-W. Cat's paw. So it's, I think it's like a saying. Yeah. Um, cat's paw. But it's cute because cats are cute with their little paws. Is it like a little light whack? It's cuter than that. No. All right. Well, That's tell me what it. that is while I go put a dog up on the couch. Okay. Cat's paw. A person used, used, a, per, blah, 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 a person used to serve the purpose of another, a tool. Oh. Yeah. So you don't want to be somebody's cat's paw. Yeah. Okay. Let Good. that be a lesson to y'all. Don't be a cat's paw. Good to know. You can I... dance at the Casbah, but you can't be a cat's paw. <laughs> you can rock the Casbah, but don't be the cat's rock paw. The Casbah, rock the cat's paw. <laughs> rock the cat's paw. <laughs> um, nice. Well, uh, it's time for some frontiering. Yes, go for it. So, oh, it's vinyl frontiering. There we go. Um, so, Ship to Shore did a repressing um, for 2019 of the soundtracks to Mother One and Two, which. Um, Mother got localized into America as Earthbound. Um, and then, yeah, the sequel to that and Mother 2 are both um, available on Ship to Shore vinyl right now. I found some copies at Amoeba. I was, like, super excited, so I grabbed Sweet. them. Sweet. And then I Am 8-Bit announced pre-orders for Turtles in Time. Oh, God. This is such a great game. You can play in a half hour. So and good. I love throwing the people at the camera. It's oh the best. God. I love looking at Shredder. He's so cool. <laughs> He's so hot right now. So hot right now. And then Black Screen Records uh, did pre-orders for the soundtrack to Bad Mojo. Nice. Do you remember that game? It's an old PC game where you played as a cockroach. What did the cover look like? It was a giant cockroach looking down into like a, almost like a crystal ball kind of was thing. Was it psychedelic looking? Kind of. Because you played as a human who like became a roach. Bad Mojo. Oh, oh my god, yeah. You know what? I feel like I played this, and I had no fucking clue what I was doing. Yeah, it's it's not easy. It's not an easy And game. I feel like I played on a computer that couldn't handle it. Well, it's like, because that was like during the Windows 95 days when not everybody had the right operating system for that. Yeah. And it's weird, because it, since you play it as a roach, I want to say like you have no inventory. All you do is you play by like walking and like nudging things because yeah. you're a, a roach and like it is crazy because if you go up to a wall like you can then crawl up the wall like so it's you kind of think in three dimensions even though it's like a bunch of still frames as the back plates mm-hmm. but it's pretty grotesque like you know when you play in a kitchen it's a disgusting kitchen i mean yeah, yeah. i remember the um box image terrifying me <laughs> big old eyeball but yeah so that's the vinyl frontier sweet uh, and as i mentioned check out aquaman soundtrack and I do recommend Come to Atlantis or something Atlantis. Welcome to Atlantis. Atlantis Kingdom. Whatever it is, it's great. The score is amazing. Okay, moving on. Oh, also, I recommend the song All For Us by Labyrinth featuring Zendaya. 
from Euphoria. It's Ooh. such a good song. I'll have to check it out. It's real good. You have to remind me. Yeah. Okay. So, click. Also, that I on. learned how to say her name. It's Zendaya, not Zendaya. You know what? That's good because a waitress corrected me one time at in Fresno. Yeah, I no, had no, no idea. Less. Todd I said, me. "Oh my God, you look like Zendaya." And she's like, "Oh my God, thank you." She's like, "I love Zendaya." I was like, "Wait a second, are you are you reading me?" <laughs> yeah, because like I had no idea, and then it turns out, yeah, Zendaya. She, but she did look just like her and sounded just like her too. Good for her. Yeah, she's beautiful. Um. Uh, okay. So yeah, no, no vinyl frontier. But I am reading a book called, right now called, and I find it interesting, but I'm not going to get into too much detail because it's not a vinyl frontier. Or graphic jam? Oh, yeah. That's your segment. I don't have that either. I don't have a graphic jam. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm reading a book right now. <laughs> Skip forward. What book? Uh, it's called <clears throat> A Secret History of Witches by Louisa Morgan. And... It's 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 kind of in the vein of practical magic where it's kind of like a relationship. It's not like scary. It's 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 drama, you know. It's sad because it's an actual account of a mother-daughter bloodline of of one family, the Okuri or the Orchard is how we would say it in English, and how their bloodline passed on from mother to mother, daughter to daughter, and so forth. And you, each kind of book within the book gives an account of a mother-daughter relationship and how the the craft passes on from each generation. It's so sad. They were so... They were crucified, basically, the entire way through their bloodline. And it's just... It's sad what... When people are scared of something and they, they, they just want to kill you. Jesus. People, you know what? Between this book and Detroit Become Human and what's happening in the U.S. right now, I'm about to flip the fuck yeah. out. Do yourself a favor. Do not watch Years and Years yet. Take a break. Ugh, I heard that. about it already, and I'm terrified. Yeah, the show's fucked up. Um, yeah. All right. Well, should we talk about some news? Because that's some bullshit, too. Um. Oh yeah. Like we have to kind of at least address this because it's ridiculous. Uh, there were two mass shootings in 24 hours, and uh, the government is trying to blame video, video game violence. Which seriously, Trump already fucking did this. Do we not have any memory? Do you remember like Trump had that task force make that? Yes that compilation of violent video of games two games yeah which they did like <laughs> two games and like they didn't even do like obvious ones that you would do like mortal Kombat. they did some game i've never even heard of yeah they didn't do we are talking about yeah this. they didn't do anything recognizable <laughs> but like also seriously like there are so many st- statistics and studies that prove that like video games don't cause violence also like my new favorite ones are all the ones saying like well look at us versus the uk we have what was it? Uh, it was we five times the um, population size. Mm-hmm. We spend five times as much on video games. Mm-hmm. Our gun violence is up four hundred and eighty percent. Like that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like and actually, like yeah, it's and even like the five or the the five times multiplier is aligned along lines of population and video game expense, as if to say like, well, our our population is that much bigger and 
by extension, that's how much more they spend on video games. It's kind of it's not like people here spend five times as much. I realize that just sounded weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but like it's just it's so fucking frustrating. It's just like yeah, let's not do anything about the actual problem. Instead, let's just blame video games because that's easy and because yeah. it's so effective. Like it's never fucking worked. Why are we doing this now? Yeah. No. People are dumb. No, I hear you. And I'm sure we could talk about this for forever. I know. And we have before and just frustrating. It's frustrating and there is a solution, but nobody wants to go that direction yet. No. At least the people in charge of our government right now. Yeah. Not uh, Moscow Mitch. <sighs> so Anywho. Well yeah. on to other things that are equally not equally stupid, but stupid nonetheless. Go for it. Um have you heard of a game called Ooblets? No, but I know in the movie Labyrinth there is the oubliette where you go into a closet and it becomes a, a, a um, I guess a door to another room. There's a little different. Oh. Um, <laughs> in this game, Ooblets, uh, it is I believe it's like it feels like a combination of Pokemon and some sort of farming game because like you grow these crops and then I think the crops are what like sprout and then they fight. It looks very cute. It looks very Pokemon-esque. Um, it was part of a, an Ooh, Xbox ID, an independent montage I did for E3 a couple of years ago, and I've been fascinated with it ever since. Like, I want to play Ooblets so badly. And Ooblets just announced that um, they were going to be um, on PC, exclusively sold through the uh, Epic Game Store. Ooh. Um, and they even, ex- and like, the problem is, though, anyone who announces any sort of exclusivity to the Epic Game Store gets, like, just review-bombed and just generally kind of treated very obnoxiously by people who are very gung-ho steam. Yeah. And it's not fair. Uh, and, like, this developer actually, like, issued a statement saying, like, yes, we're on the Epic Store. Also, get over it. He's like, the reason why we did it is because we're a small team we're two people making this game because we're getting money from epic to be an exclusive we can actually bring on a third person to get our game done faster or better yeah and also they're guaranteeing us a certain amount of money that would be equivalent to you know sales if we were on every platform so they have like guaranteed sales now this is the thing that makes a developer able to release a game and everyone's like freaking out at them and like they issued the statement that was a little cheeky and a little like condescending but it was also fucking hilarious kind of reminding people that right now there are kids in cages and concentration camps and you want to freak out about the epic game store yeah but like and so a lot of people i just didn't i guess didn't like how condescending they were about it which honestly i read their statement thought it was fucking hilarious and they're getting death threats now oh my god Death threats to the creators of Ooblets. Thanks, gamers. You don't make us look crazy at all. Yeah. Great timing, guys. Right? Great timing. Anyway. Yeah, I thought that was kind of, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Do you have any news? I do. I mean, it's not happy news, but it's not sad news either. Ninja. He leaves Twitch and yeah. goes to Microsoft's Mixer for, uh, I'm sure, a tit and a butt and a fartload of money. Oh, yeah. Like, the number that's getting bandied about is crazy. Yeah. Um. Did you Have you heard about the funny thing, though, about, like, people tried to Google that? Oh, the how much money he made? No, trying to Google Ninja Mixer. Oh, no. They're getting results of a blender, because there's a blender called the Ninja. The Ninja! Oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> Isn't that funny? But what's also funny is apparently, be- 
after um, Ninja turned off his site, his Twitch site. Oh, I heard about this today. It yeah. started showing up advertisements for porn on his thing because Twitch, well, what they claim to say, but they're trying a new like hosting thing seen something and something went wrong and and so you were getting weird advertisements from other other companies and so porn kept popping up on his thing and he was like uh <laughs> he was probably just looking at porn that's probably why this he got that thing fixed yeah so it's all fixed and um also a man a man not just any man. Just kidding. Just any man actually discovers uh, the Nintendo World Champions in a grocery bag. The game. What? Yeah. So apparently, this guy in who knows where the f. Um, you know what? It doesn't really matter. He brought this. Uh, he was clearing out his house or whatever, and he brought in this game or a bag of games to his local video game, game store. store. Well, it wasn't a store. It was more like a collector's store, you know? Oh, okay. And um, so he was like, okay, I just want to trade these in for new stuff. And the owner of the store was like, is this real? And so he picked it up. was like, well, it feels like an actual game. Got it checked out. The real deal. So what he could have gotten for a dollar or like trade for a couple games, he offered this man. He said, "You don't know what you have on your hands. I will pay you thirteen thousand dollars for this game." And so good for that guy for being like an upstanding dude right. and not totally like taking advantage of that. I think the guy recognized in the day of the internet he would be destroyed. Destroyed. Right. But he also knew he could make a profit off of it. Yeah, no. And he probably already had a buyer in mind at the same time. There's already and, a great story. And he it is has been sold to somebody else already for a price that has not been disclosed been yet. Disclosed. So, and probably never will be. But I'm guessing it's pretty gruesome. Well, I just read a thing recently about a guy who found a copy of Kid, Kid Icarus. Icarus. The, right. It just Kid Icarus. Brand Still new, sealed with a receipt. Wrapped. Yeah, with a yes. receipt. For, and it sold for what? Nine grand? Yeah, on eBay. That's eBay? crazy. eBay, yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, no, it's like, cause there was an article that Kotaku recently did about how um, right I now... I think Nick was posting that. Right now there's a high dollar... Hi, Nick. <laughs> Hi, Nick. Um, right now there is like a, a number of like high dollar collectors right now that are like kind of creating a new sort of uh, old game rush right now because they have all this money and they're spending a lot on older games. Yeah, I think Nick went on a rant. Well, it's a bummer because gets, gets expensive now. Because Nick is like, I he was like, you know what? This isn't just like a fad for me. This is my hobby. This, you know, this is what I collect. And you people are fucking up my mojo, right? Yeah. So um, I hope he laughed at that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like these people who have no idea what video game they mean nothing to the person buying it. It's literally like those people right down your street who are buying all these shoes at the pre- Supreme store. Yeah. And they're not going to fucking wear them. They're going to take that shoe and sell it somewhere else for twice as much. Yep. That's exactly what's happening here. And it's bullshit. Flippers. Yeah. So. Well, on something that is hopefully not bullshit. Did you watch Rocco's Modern Life? Um, Yeah, that show is amazing. And I know where you're going with this. Well, do you want to talk about it? Um, All I know is it's going to be a Netflix movie. Oh, 
it's already out. Oh, and there's a transgender character. Yes, the character uh, formerly known as Ralph, the neighbor. Uh, the cow? I, I don't know. Actually, I who I think it might be. Actually, it might be uh, Mr. Bigheads at the time oh, in the in the original series. Oh yeah, male presenting, you know, son, and now. Uh, the whole, I believe, like a storyline of this thing is going to find Her Rachel. Chance. Oh my god, I have to watch it. It's out right now. It's out. Okay, I'll watch it tomorrow. Now that we're getting this out of the way tonight, I have <laughs> a life tomorrow oh, night. Just getting it out of the way. I see how it is. I mean, I still got to edit and post it. Well, yeah. It's not finished until I sing. All right, then. Sorry, I'm just keeping an eye on the dog because she's being odd. That poor old dog. She's just so crazy. I never know what she's going to do anymore. She's like a grandma. I know. No grandma. Um, Ubisoft China announced that they're making a, a Rabbids game called Rabbids Adventure Party only for China. Rude. Hashtag right. rude. I think it's actually like loosely based off uh, Journey to the West. I'm going to guess there's no blood in that game. Probably not. Also, no skeletons or skulls. Or gambling. Ghosts. There's a handful of things you can't have in wait how could China. you not have ghosts that's another one you that's can't like have, their right? entire history is ghosts i don't know man. um a li- little bit of news that i actually found out the same time as everybody else in the world the outer world is coming to the switch oh that's cool not the same day as the other platforms but um it's coming to switch though which that's exciting nice um switch is stepping it up yeah i got another little remember when nintendo only had nintendo games right <laughs> but like, like it's the Wii days. Right. Well, but it's funny, even though like the Wii sold like crazy, um another little bit of news I have, the PS4 has shipped a hundred million units and is the fastest console to ever do so, even faster than the PS2 and the Wii. Oh my gosh. Which I was shocked. I figured like the three DS or the Wii would have had it, but That's great. Um and then I have like three other little bits of news, um, but they're kind of fast. How about you? Um yeah, so my only other th- Thing I was going to say is um, Criterion, Criterion Collection is, I think it's their 20th anniversary. I could be lying. But um, anyway, they're doing this whole Godzilla kick right now where they're... Oh, that box is crazy. Yeah. Um, they're doing a box set of 1954 to 1975 Godzilla, the Showa era films. So um, it's going to be 170 bucks on uh, Amazon or wherever you want to purchase it. If you spend more than 170 bucks, you're getting ripped off. Um, you get there's a lot. There's like 15 15 movies so on actually, Blu-ray. I have one of those as a Mystery Science Theater 3000 version. Uh, before it got discontinued from Rhino, Godzilla versus Megalon. Oh my god, that's one that I have, but yeah. it has the commentary on it. That's dope. It says number of discs one, but I think that's, that's a, a misprint. I think it's 15 discs. Um, and it's all like soup. Or no, it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. It's about 10 discs. Um, and they're all like retro colored, really pretty, like 80s artwork. I'm just obsessed with the artwork for this because it's gorgeous. And it comes with a full color book. Um, deluxe packaging, and if you're a Godzilla fan, like my brother, who I'm sure is going to ask for this for Christmas, um, it comes out on October 29th. I was like, Criterion does such beautiful discs. Like, the transfers are always good, their artwork's always crazy. I fucking love, I love that company. 
yeah. They they know how to treat films. Like pieces of art. Yep. Like a Van Gogh or a Matisse. Now I just wish they would release some 4K discs. All their movies are like 4K scans and they only put them out in 1080. Oh. Bullshit. Well, I can't. I'm not even at the 4K level yet. So They'll get there. Um... So, okay, uh, this is a thing, like, a bunch of articles have covered this, but I thought it was super fun. Have you seen any of those videos of the Twitch streamer Paladin Amber um, shutting down people? No. She's hilarious. She's, I think, Australian, and, like, when someone, like, sends a message to her, like, one of the first examples I saw was, like, how much for, uh, like, you know, how much, how many tips to see your feet? And she's like, oh, okay. And she has like a button she presses that has these overlays that come on where it looks like an infomercial. And she like literally has multiple cameras set up. So she turns to face another camera and then keeps talking to the other one. And she's like, oh, okay, fine. You want to know how much it is? And like this overlay comes, it says $19.99. It has a fake phone number at the bottom. She's like, if you want to see my feet, the price is just $19.90. Fuck off. And then she looks at the other camera. Yeah, that's right. I'm not going to show you my feet. Why are you being such a creep? And then she goes over here and she's like back to like, I'm just trying to play games here. And like, if you want to hang out, like you can hang out. And I'm if you guessing ask, she's hot. She is. She's cute. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, she was like, if you want to hang out, you can hang out. And if you want to subscribe, that's cool too. But just don't be a creep. Like, that's all. Just so, fuck off. Now back to our scheduling program. And she goes right back to the, the stream as if like nothing happened. And there's another one where she has like a breaking news where it has a graphic that comes on and says breaking news. She's like, breaking news. Because the guy's like, oh, are you yeah, single? Asshole. I didn't ask if she was single. She was like, breaking news. Yes, I'm a woman on the internet. And no, I don't want to have sex with any of you. Like, Ever. And it's, this, and it's this amazing where she just goes in this like little rant about, like, if you see me in public, you can give me, like, a wave from across a room. Don't come over to me. Don't talk to me. I don't want to sleep with you. I don't like you. Like, you know, just, it's, I shouldn't say I don't like you, but, like, it's amazing. Like, yeah. She's so funny. Um, and I love she had these, like, graphic overlays made. Totally worth, like, going and finding because there have been articles written about just how funny she is. About this oh, shutting down creeps. I love that. It's amazing. There's so many creeps, especially Ugh. since other girls like that bathtub gin girl. Oh is yeah, like perpetuating this bullshit. Yeah, no. What's her name again? Uh, this is Paladin Amber. This Paladin. Do you remember the other girl's name? Oh, I don't remember the one who was doing her bath water or whatever. That was gross. nasty fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um, um. Yay. And then um, next little bit of news: Hyper Light Drifter, uh, the indie game from Heart Machine that I played on PS4 when it came out, which was quite good. Difficult though, is now out. Uh, now out on iOS. I have no idea how it will play or if it's good, but the game was good when I played it. So assuming it translates well to iOS, it's worth a go. Sweet. Oh, and sorry. Uh, out of order on my agenda here, but when I wrote that down, it reminded me: What's the game I always talk about whenever it goes on sale? That's right, Oxen Free. That Ooh. game that I won't shut the fuck up about because I liked it so much. Ooh. So, <laughs> randomly, this is like the craziest thing. Um, one of the designers uh, at my company, like a freelance designer or a you know, yeah, I think freelance or temporary designer we had on staff, yeah. is engaged to the guy who wrote Oxen Free. Oh, that's dope. And so I got to meet him. Ooh, that's even more dope. Yeah, like, he actually came to work for, like, an event, and so I got to meet him, and it pretty much went about as well as you would expect it, it to go, in that, like, all I did was gush at him about how much I fucking love Oxenfree. Um, did you tell him we talk about him on the podcast all the time? Well, I, I literally said to him, I was like, dude, whenever the game goes on sale on anything, I plug it. As sort of like, if you haven't played it, now's the time. 
and like because like five bucks yeah it's like five Come bucks on, on a bad day like it's cheaper on a really good day yeah like just fucking get it if you haven't played it it's so good and honestly the dialogue and the writing is what makes it so good so um and right now he's working on after party which is that new game i'm really looking forward to from night school he's one of the co-founders of night school games oh my god i like i freaked out that's dope and he signed my copy of it on the switch now i'm i'm like who's engaged to him (laughs) so okay cool yeah and i thought that was like super neat that's pretty dope um anyway and that's my news well i love it is it time for the crush crush of the week crush oh yeah whoa oh sorry i got excited um <laughs> who's you who's your crush who are you crushing um, on my crush let's see if you could guess my crush <gasps> this is gonna be fun i think i saw your computer as i walked over god damn it i mean gosh darn it i mean goddess fart it so just tell me my crush of the week is marcus i was like i had him as my crush a while ago did you oh yeah oh then my crush of the week is connor which i think i had as a crush already you had him from the demo uh then my crush of the week go is with, go with marcus Okay, thank you. Mm, that's him. That's him. Ember Magazine. Mm-hmm. Is that new? It is a journal of cannabis and culture. This is the Med Men magazine. That's crazy. He's, on the He's cover right on the cover. Of the spring 2049 issue. He was in some uh, short 2049? Sorry, 2019. <laughs> what? I live in the future. What reality are you in? <laughs> um, no, like, uh, he was in a short like sort of film that was directed by spike jones oh sweet for med men oh very cool yeah he has a very soothing voice by the way um so marcus he's a sweet talker he starts revolution he has one green eye and one blue eye he's like a -A build-a-bear you can put him together and put whatever parts you want on him and the bigger the better and if you feel like you don't need two arms, you could attach two penises where the arms were just for the extra pleasure. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, my, my Marcus was a, a gentle pacifist, and I, I loved him for it. Mine was a pacifist with intent, and he wanted to make a better future for his people. And unfortunately, maybe I just didn't get the correct words across on the big screen when I infiltrated the TV station, but that's (laughs) another story. Um, Unfortunately, he died a gruesome death, and I love him nonetheless, and I can play with his body and just plug in a new battery. All right, then. We see the bright side of that. Yeah. Uh, My crush of the week is um, Goro Majima from uh, Yakuza 0. He's like the second playable character. His name is Goro Majima. From Mortal Kombat? No different goro goro with four arms from mortal kombat now so this guy goro the big crazy looking monster thing from mortal kombat you've established who you're talking <laughs> about it has not changed anyway um oh you can call him majima-san that's what most people call him because they don't go not a first name basis Majima-san. for him um yeah he um he's the manager of a cabaret in um in Yakuza Zero, and um, he has an eye patch, and he has a ponytail, which like is... Like Goro from Mortal Kombat. He doesn't have an eye patch. He has both eyes. He has a ponytail. He does have a ponytail. <laughs> um, and he's very peaceful, unless he has to be. Um, and, um, but yeah, like, 
it was kind of interesting. Like, cause I, I enjoyed him as a character anyway. He seems very mysterious and he was in the Yakuza, but he's like sort of on suspension and he lost the eye as sort of a penance hmm. for them because they tend to take things like fingers or whatever. And they took one of his eyes. Um, he saw too much. Something. They also tortured him for like a year. Um, but like, he seems like a generally like pretty level-headed dude, um, for trying to get back in the Yakuza. But like, he, um, it's implied that he may be a homosexual. <gasps> like Goro from Mortal Kombat? He can jerk off four people at once. Like Goro from <laughs> Mortal Kombat? Uh, no, so yeah, like, it, it's implied that he may be uh, gay, because like one guy even says, like, oh yeah, you work at a cabaret, like you're just surrounded by women, and he's like, you know, you're like, eh. And the guy's like, you, of course, and you're like the one person who wouldn't be interested. And like, even with another sort of... Um, he could be married. He's not. Ah... Um, Ah. But even like there's another time when like a woman talks to you and she's like, oh my God, will you pretend for a side quest? She's like, will you pretend to be my boyfriend? One of the options, like you can be like, sure, I'll help you. One's like, sorry, I don't have time. The other one is uh, women don't interest me. Ooh. And like, they actually like, so it's funny. He's not like. I don't think they're saying maybe. I think they're quite, yes, it's implied. It's, but the game takes place in the mid 80s in Japan. So oh. he's just a confirmed bachelor, gotcha. not gay. Of course not. Yeah. He enjoys his privacy. Of course. And other euphemisms to say that he may or may not be gay. Yes. yes. He enjoys the company of men. Like Goro. From? Just like Goro. Mortal Kombat. Is Todd here? Todd. Sounds like Todd. Or let's hope Todd's here. Otherwise, someone's come to kill us all. Oh my god. Don't kill us. Rob. Take Rob first. <laughs> he has more than I do. <laughs> is that Todd or is that a murderer? We are recording. We are, but it's you're Todd. Now part of the cast. Yeah. Hi. Um. Uh, anyway, yeah, that was actually we're wrapping up anyway. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that was my crush. Well, it's gorgeous. I think Goro is a great crush. If you're, you're a monster lover, you're the worst. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. The worst. Um. You can follow me at Satine the Dream at Satine on Twitch and at Satine the Dream on. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. What? That's right. I'm excited about you playing that back for yourself <laughs> and hearing it. You are not allowed to edit that, by the way. Is it wrong? Like you literally said, I think uh, you can follow Satine the Dream at Satine <laughs> on this at Satine the Dream on this. <laughs> um, so you can follow me at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. <laughs> Or at Fast Danger on Twitter. And you can follow the podcast at BitDiff Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, I think I need a new battery. <laughs> so yeah, you can follow that on what? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook. And YouTube. Yeah, there you go. Or you can write us an email at bitdiffpodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes that come out on Wednesdays. And would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play and Subscribe on Spotify. And thank you for being a wonderful audience. Thank you for being a friend. And we travel down the road and back again. Um, I just want to say... Chowsies! Bye-bye. <laughs>